This is Golf Shots with Steve. Do it. I don't think you should probably air this. Part. Yeah, yeah, that's not going in there. <laughs> probably yeah, that's exactly the point. Whatever we say in here, we can cut out whatever we want. I cut out a lot of ums and ohs and uh, a lot of fumbling around. I do a ton of those. So we're hanging out here at Avondale Golf Club, Hayden, Idaho. I'm here with Billy Bob. Um, so the podcast, we're having a great time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. The, uh, two or three of you that are listening, it's uh, <laughs> great feedback from you guys. Uh, no, there's more than two or three. Uh, uh, my mom, my brother, my sister, I got a couple cousins that listens to, so it's pushing 10. So we're having a good time. Just kind of chatting away about golf, not talking politics, making sure we're focused on our golf game. Um, and just just uh, enjoying ourselves. So uh, I really wanted to focus on getting golf pros on the show. Um, I wanted to get um, golf course employees in some episodes, which we've done. And then I wanted to make sure we got just some really cool golf guys, cool golf dudes. And that's what we've got uh, for episode 10 of Golf Shots here. I got Billy Bob on. Uh, we've known each other for years now. We played a lot of golf together. Thank you for joining me, Billy Bob. How you doing? Steve, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me in this podcast. Maybe we can get it up to five listeners. <laughs> That's right. If you start listening. Yeah, I'll just, listen. I'll, I'll have Pam listen. That'll make six. Yeah, <laughs> just the people <laughs> who were on the show would listen. Yeah. We get more than 10. This is episode 10. That went really quick. Started this thing back in December. Um, it is September. It's Labor Day today. What, September 6th? Yeah. Something like that? Uh, just got here at Avondale, uh, and Billy Bob was walking off the course. Um, I got to see you putting out on 18 out there. How'd you play today? Uh, not so good. Yeah. There was no reason to play. So if I'm not here on any given day, they call 911. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. If you are, um, if you play out here at Avondale, you know Billy Bob. Um, uh, whenever I come out here. Um, you're either I'm either playing golf with you or I see you on the course or I see you on the driving range in that number one spot right there. You're always on that first yeah, driving that way you range don't spot. have to walk too far to the bar. <laughs> That's right. That is the closest spot to the <laughs> yeah. bar. Okay, so there is a reason behind all yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, kid. I was wondering. I'm like, one boy likes that yeah. spot. I thought you just like to hit a fade out there and you didn't want to you, you I work it both work ways. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to I you and I have played golf together quite a few times. Yep. Um, but I don't really know your golf story and I've always been curious like when you started playing golf, uh, how you got into it. You're originally from Texas, aren't you? I'm from Texas. That's yeah. where the Billy Bob comes from and went to the University of Texas. Uh Crenshaw and Kite were a year behind me. Not that I was playing golf doing other stuff, but they uh, got me interested in golf, but I really didn't start playing serious golf until like 1982, so I'm 35 years old, and first guy I run into is Evil Knievel in a bar in Spokane, and we didn't get along that great right off the bat, uh, just didn't like each other, 
things almost went uh, south, but woke up the next day, he called me, he said, hey, I understand you're a golfer. I said, yeah, and at that time, that was a eight handicap, pretty good eight. And I didn't know what he was. He calls me and said, well, I hear you're a 12. And uh, one of my buddies didn't know what I was. He said, yeah, Billy Bob's about a 12, so give him a call. And uh, we played at Hangman. He said, well, I'm about a 12, too. I said, well, I guess we play even. So yeah, we play for 500, match play. If you closed out, you can press for half the bet. I said, that sounds fair. And I was a fairly new golfer, but anyway, uh, he counts on people choking when you're playing for 500. And I, you know, I'm, I'm probably not a choker. I, you know, I played a lot of pool, pretty good pool player. So learned how not to choke. And that's, that, that's a good thing with evil because you're playing for 500 and then all at once you got a half a press going, playing for 750 bucks back in the 80s. That was a lot of dope. And we played every day. And so he beat me that first day. We both shot 77 at Hangman. And I paid him $500. Nobody was more than one up the whole time. So I gave him 500 bucks. He said, you lying son of a bitch. You're no 12 handicap. I said, wait a minute. I just paid you 500 bucks. If I'm, if I'm not a 12, then neither are you. He said, well, maybe we're about even. So we'll just play even and we adjust every day. I said, that, that sounds good. So we played like that for 25 years. And at the end... I was giving him a stroke a hole. He was just having, you know, physical, <laughs> having a hard time swinging the, swinging the club. So then we just played for $300, and whoever would win would, would buy. I'd buy him and Crystal dinner. You know, if I won 300 and we dropped it down to 300 dinner would cost 500 and so you really didn't want to win, but I bought Evil a lot of dinners. So. Uh, it turned out we ended up best friends. I was with him the night he died, put him to bed in Florida, and then uh, said goodbye, little buddy, and uh, still think about him almost every day. I didn't know you were that close with him. Yep. That's amazing. Spent a lot of time in Vegas playing cards, blackjack. Everybody in Vegas loved evil. You know, either you loved him or you hated him. But he taught me a lot about golf, uh, a lot about chipping, putting. When he was injured, that's all he did was recovery. He'd go out on a practice green, putt, chip, until he recovered. So best chipper, pitch shot me from 60 yards in, he was 75%. He had bet anybody any amount of money from 60 in that he would get up and down. So he was up and down more than half the time. So it was a good bet Yeah, <laughs> for him. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know he was a big golfer. I didn't even realize that. Oh, he's played $50,000 matches. <laughs> really? Yeah. And that, I mean, 
what he the stuff he did was really hard on his body. That must have been hard to maintain a good golf game and yeah. crash like he did. And did he break just about every bone in his body at one point? Right. Well, in Vegas they have a skeleton where he he says he broke fifty seven bones, some of them twice. So I got to go with. What he says, 57. 57. That's plenty. That's amazing. So that's a lot of chipping and putting. Every time you break one of those, then you just chip and putt. You get pretty good. (laughs) Now, did you know it was Evil Knievel when you walked into that bar? You know, I was there first. He walked in and everybody crowds around him. And then, you know, I hear, yeah, it's Evil Knievel. Wow. Small little dude. Well, wasn't really small, but compared to me. Yeah. Small. And he just he was just had a crowd around him, and you know he was uh, telling a lot of stories. And somehow he sees me over a little bar called the Baby Bar, so it's only a tiny little place. And for some reason, he picked me out of the crowd and said, "Who's that bozo over there sitting by himself?" <laughs> so I listened to that for a second or two. I went over to his bar stool. And I said, "Look, don't want to embarrass you. Embarrass you. I know who you are." I said, but you get ready to fly off that bar stool. <laughs> he, he said, F you. And I said, well, F you too. <laughs> That's how we started out. Then he calls, he gets my number from uh, Sully, a friend of mine there that owned the bar. And he said, who is that guy? And he said, That's Billy Bob. You probably don't want to mess with him too much. He said, Well, does he golf? And he said, Yeah, I think he's about a 12. So that's where that 12. <laughs> and that was an eight. That was a good eight. Yeah. I thought, well, at least I got a four-shot cushion. But I really didn't because Evil was probably a good six Yeah, at that time. But it's like you said, he had a lot of injuries. And there was there was days later on as I got to know him, you know, he'd just wear out. He just couldn't hit a ball. And, and a lot of the other guys playing, we'd have Larry and – Flaherty playing with him, and they wouldn't let him let him off the hook. But if he was hurting, like, and if I knew he was hurting, mm-hmm. I said, "Look, let's just play tomorrow. Let's forget this one, because you know he was beat up. Yeah, and to be able to swing a club, you know, he couldn't hit it 240 yards. We were all long hitters, so we always made him play from the blue tees." But where he beat us, you know, we'd be 150 out, he'd be 200 out, he'd hit it up short, and he'd get up and down, and we'd three-putt or something stupid. So he, he had the best short game of anybody I've ever known, any pro or anybody. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I know. I, I've played golf with you quite a few times. I've never heard that. Story about Evil Knievel. That's so I had too cool. many other stories to yeah. tell you. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. didn't know you guys were so close. That's really cool. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> now, I I talk about it a lot on the podcast. Like, golf means so much to me. And some people get pretty deep about it, pretty philosophical. Um, some people just play it as a game. They like to just go out and hit the ball around. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Like, what does golf mean to you? Like, for me, it's a lifestyle. It's just something I... I, I love with a passion, and uh, I love the camaraderie of it. Um, what, it is, what does it mean to you? You know, it's just, it's fun, number one, but I'm very competitive. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be 
you know, I'm number two in the Avondale Cup again this year, and they don't like me winning tournaments. That's why they arbitrarily just, you know, they'll make me a nine or a ten. And at 74, I'm proud to be a 12. Heck, yeah. That's well, okay with me. I'm a 13 now. Well, I'm look four. at you, and you hit the ball a mile. <laughs> I mean, jeez. You're kicking you're my a, butt. You're a 13. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Okay, story. that's, that's dead wrong I right there. I post them all. <laughs> <laughs> I hit too many houses. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's my problem. I got to work yeah. on that short game, like evil, evil. Well, like, you do, and that's yeah. you know. I think, and I, I love hitting golf balls. It's not always about I got to be on the course. I just like hitting balls. Me too. And so, I think of some of these younger pros. Spend as much time as I did working on, you know, not that I'm any good, but I'm just saying I think about how bad I would be if I didn't work on it. And then some of these pros just don't put in, uh, you know, the hours and the miles that it really takes to get on that tour, that next level. Uh, I caddy for Russell Grove in the the Mayacoba qualifier and it he's one of the best ball strikers i've ever seen and he's come so close uh, this will be our fifth year playing the money qualifier in mexico for mayacoba and the pros just watch him on the driving range uh it's such a good swing and cory connors we played with him uh first year second year that's just when he was just coming on tour. That's where he kind of made made the turn himself was Mayakoba. And he asked me after, he said, geez, that guy should be on the tour. Yeah. I said, you know, we all believe that. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, but you know how tough it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you do Monday qualifiers. Uh, the good thing about Mayakoba, there's only 78 uh, players playing. Half of them are from Latin America, the other half from the United States. So I told Russell, I said, this is the place you can qualify. And we missed it by one shot, one year, two shots, uh, and just tiny little mistakes, uh, making a nine on the easiest hole in the course on a par five, got in the, got in the jungle. And, but Russell, he has the game yeah we've been pulling for him he was episode three for us on golf shots here he, he uh, made a little money this weekend so he's all right yeah. I mean, he makes money doing this golf thing yeah every once in a while he'll post a like a slow motion video on social media somewhere and i watch it and i'm like that doesn't look that hard like it, it, it looks pretty beautiful. like it his swing is so perfect no, it's, it is and then perfect. i'm like i'm gonna go to the range i'm gonna do that exactly oh. like just what i'm seeing right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which was that yeah. easy <laughs> yeah yeah he's got a great swing yeah what kind of uh what courses what are some of your favorite courses you've played have you done some traveling you played a lot of different courses yeah i have i mean i don't know i mean i like the woodlands courses in houston uh you know, I like playing high. Now I like playing the high altitude courses in Colorado. 
Because they go further. Yeah, I love the <laughs> elevation change. I love a good downwind, downhill yeah. <laughs> drive. Uh, I finally hit a drive over 300 yards this summer. Uh, it was at Bandon Dunes, and there was probably a 30-mile-an-hour wind behind me, and I must have hit a sprinkler head or something. No. I think it went about 315. <laughs> See, I've never played Bandon Dunes. All my buddies play it, and I should. Yeah. I oh, mean, it's gorgeous. I want yeah. to, but. Well, that wind will get you. Yep. I was standing there a couple times, uh, 130, 140 out with a four iron in my hand. Like, this is crazy. I mean, it's just howling. The wind's blowing. <laughs> can barely you stand know, up. Favorite course, though, I almost got to say Avondale, only because if you can play, I believe this, because uh, I play every pro-am. I played 17 of them this year, and I guess I made as much money as anybody Playing them this year, I had a, you know, that nine to thirteen. I think I had six wins, a few seconds, a few thirds. But where you made, where we got extra money was our team always seemed to cash. I play with Taylor Porter, hits it as far as Russell, doesn't play as much, but you know he'll wake up and shoot seven under and some of these pro-ams so we made a lot of money this year yeah and if you can play avondale you really have to move it both directions you got to move it a little right a little left sometimes on the on that front side you got to play a cut shot and you get on the back side you got to play a little draw or, or a cut shot so if you can play this course keep it in bounds uh, you're probably going to be competitive in any course anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, this course is a challenge. I play, challenge, yeah. I play out at Twin Lakes a lot, and then the next course I play the most is, is Avondale out here. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. And if you need to play a right to left, and it goes left to right, you're in big trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> well, you're OB Wan Kenobi. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying get lucky. Guaranteed. I yell get lucky Guaranteed. out here a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that looks like trouble. Get lucky. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just so many good courses. Not enough time, right? The summers go quick. Get some golf in, and well, and there, we, I like I love playing golf with my wife Pam. She's uh, oh, I like a thirty handicap, but she loves golf every bit as much as I do. So we enter as many couple tournaments as we can. So we just played at the Highlands. Uh, we did good there, and then now we've got uh, next week we go to Dominion Meadows in Colville. Oh, yeah. And that's a big tournament. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get uh, 80 teams there. So she's a good one to take and travel because she's a good solid 30. Yeah. I was going to ask you about because I know you play – golf with your wife a lot and i was just yep. telling my wife also plays golf and i was just telling somebody the other day that there's nothing better i mean it's no, to, to, to to have a wife that plays golf um it's just a blast like to be able to go out and tee it up with your wife is couples so that golf together either stay together or get divorced but if they <laughs> if they don't get divorced in the first year of golf together Probably going to stay together forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, if my wife beat me consistently, I don't know if I'd like playing with her quite as much as I do. Yeah. She does beat me every once in a while. She'll get me. I've seen her shoot like low 80. My, Brooke's probably uh, 
low, like a 20-ish oh, handicap. Oh, well, okay, yeah. And I've seen her shoot low to mid-80s oh, yeah. before, right. and I'm like, oh, that boy. Would beat, that would beat me most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Pam, you know, small little person, doesn't hit it too far, but that doesn't make any difference. Yeah. She has as much fun or more fun than anybody in golf. Yeah. Every shot. She says, I've got it now. I've got it. And she chunks another. I got it. I know what I did. I got this one. <laughs> I said, okay. Okay, family. Yeah. yeah. Right. I know. I know what I did. I know what I did. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you know. I got this next one. Yeah. That's the key. That's the key to golf, right? Yeah. I can't remember exactly yeah, what Arnold Palmer said, but it was something about the key to golf is to be overly positive. I mean, you have to be excessively positive about the game. Um, you got to believe that the next shot's going to be. You got to have the shortest memory. And it, when you get over, that's a good thing. Memory does get short. Yeah. So I don't remember that last badge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At all. We're all working on that. It's easy to say here in the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's tough to do out there on the grass. <laughs> so Now we're sitting here drinking. I'm having my uh, John Daly, which I've been drinking this summer a lot. Uh, Arnold Palmer with uh, some vodka in there. What are you drinking over there? This time, when I'm here, they don't make make my Jack Daniels the way I like it. So I just put Jack Daniels lemonade with a lemon. But if I was at home, and usually I wait till I get home, then I make my own little concoction of you know, sugar cube, raw sugar cube in a shaker glass. I put uh, Carpani vermouth, maybe a teaspoon on top of that. Then I'll drop some bitters. Uh, I have three or four different kinds of bitters, so whichever. I have an orange bitter I like a lot. I'll put about six drops, then I'll put, squeeze in a quarter section of orange, and then I'll put some uh, Bordeaux. I think I've given you this. Yeah, we've talked about it. Talk but about the it. sugar cube was agave juice at one point, too. Yeah, we, I switched agave. from agave to, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with agave. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. But I switched to raw agave cube or raw sugar cubes. I think Pammy said it was better for me. Those Bordeaux cherries are the key. Those are Bordeaux cherries amazing. are the key. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not cheap, they're, but they're really good. <laughs> they're really good. Yeah, buy a, buy a gallon. At, at my house, this drink's called the Billy Bob. I say, who wants a Billy Bob? Boy, I know. <laughs> so you put in a little cherry juice, that, and I go, we grew some mint, Kentucky mint, French spearmint. So I put a little bit of that in that shaker. Then I put uh, about two two shots, two and a half shots of Jack. And I shake it, and I've told Steve, I shake it 200 times. Is why 200? I said, because it gets these little ice crystals in it, and it tastes, it just gets uh, the mint all beat up and the orange beat up, so that it's just a nice, frothy drink. Yeah, it is good. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> 
We're both, you and I are both Jack Daniels drinkers. Yeah, I'm a squire. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, a squire. Now, what was that again? You actually squire, you actually get deeded one square inch of property in Moore County, Tennessee, and they send you letters just saying, hey, uh, planning a coon hunt next next week, just want your permission in case we have to cross your property. And a couple of weeks later, you might get, Dear Mr. Goin, while we were coon hunting over your property, we noticed some bramble weed. You mind if we clear that out for you? <laughs> so it doesn't overgrow the other properties. And I go, okay. Yeah, what? That's fine. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, that's real. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> now, have you tried... Uh, I. I had some Deep Eddy vodka the other day. Have you tried that? That's from your neck of the woods. It's made in Austin, Texas. They make uh, it's vo- different flavors. They have like a lemon one. They have a, a, a sweet tea. Oh, yeah. No, I don't do. You're not a vodka. I don't fan. do flavor. Oh, I do plenty of vodka. Oh, okay. I, I don't do flavored. I, I flavor my own vodka. Oh, you do. So just give me the vodka, and I'll. Uh, I have a diffuser, so I'll. I'll diffuse it to whatever flavor i want but no normally i'll stick with my jack my jack daniels and then my dad was a jack daniels drinker till he had to quit and i've lasted longer than he did so yeah was your dad a golfer no he never touched the club we, we were off in houston that's where we we're football yeah football and if you were a golfer you were uh you know what? So. Yeah, yeah. I but grew I up wish. with a similar kind of dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, knowing what I know today. Yeah, I wish I had bagged a football because I really think I could have been a good golfer. Yeah, I think I could have done better. I wish I would have started. That's no, my you, only regret. I wish I would have started younger. You, you hit. First time I ever saw you hit the ball, I figured you were scratched. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, then, then the middle game picked it. Yeah, then the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I had, to hit a, I had to hit a second drive, and then yeah. it was down. And a third shot. I stole that line from Michael Jordan, by the way. He, he said that, too, at one point when he was, you know, he's a big golfer. And he said his, oh, yeah. his biggest regret is that he didn't start younger. He goes, I think I could have made it on tour. Just could have started me a little bit younger. But I got my kids playing golf already. You know, so when you think about all these pro guys, Michael Jordan and even Shaq and football players, when they get done with their with their sport, pro sport, they they need that evil Knievel, for instance. They need that adrenaline rush. Nothing gives it to them mm-hmm. except golf. Yeah. That's the only game. It just kicks them in the butt. And they can't conquer it. It's too tough. And that's I believe that's why all these pro players, when they get done with football, baseball, golf, whatever, they get into golf. Yeah. it's There's no excuses out there. Uh, uh, I think it was the actor. You know, Don Cheadle, he's an actor. Oh, yeah. He's a big golfer. Yeah, he and is. He's, he's got a supporter. Yeah, he's a good player, too. I want to say he's a single-digit handicap. Yeah. And I heard him say one time, when you swing a club, what happens next is the truth. What's supposed to happen happens. That, <laughs> and that's what's hard about golf is that's what you're you're getting what you're supposed to get. I mean, yeah, sometimes you're going to get a bad bounce or something, but 
the ball's going to come off of your club the way it's supposed to come off, whether it's good or bad. But it's in a lot of these other sports, you can you know, there's excuses all over the place. You can blame it on your teammates. You can blame it on no, whatever. But it's all golf, you. Golf, yeah, and they, they say PGA Tour players. You hear them talk about how lonely golf is. You know, it's like you hit a real bad shot. You're all by yourself on that one. You know, but I think I mean Pam, my little wife, she gets nervous and she chokes. So number one. Uh, here at Avondale, you got to hit it over a lake, and she'll hit it about two times, get it in front of the lake, and she got to hit it 100 yards. 20 times out of 20, she'll hit it in the lake from, and she only has to hit it 90 yards. It's like that lake has a magnet. Anywhere <laughs> else on it on this course, she'd be over it. <laughs> but she never, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's and that's what we call a choke. <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And somebody needs to teach, and pros do this, when they have to hit, have to hit a shot, and they have to hit a cut, high cut, or whatever, and they double cross and hit a over-the-top pull, that's a choke. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And uh they were too quick or it's yeah, just the got to I mean some little but it's a tiny little twitch thing and somebody needs to teach everybody how not to choke. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we ready. all do it. I'm ready for that lesson. <laughs> yeah. I would take that lesson from the first first guy who yeah. gave I mean, me that class. I mean, as I started playing golf in college, out at the fairways, out in Cheney way out there. Have you ever played that course? It's just a wide open. Oh, yeah. yeah, windy. Wide open, but there's some tough little holes. Yeah, there's some, yeah, it's got some character to it. But I, there was a bench on, just left of the second tee box, and it turned into a joke with my friends. I'd hit that <laughs> bench every time we got up there. And one day we played... 36, and we're going around again, and I was playing really well, and they were like, oh, here comes Steve's bench. And he hit it I again. hit it the first round, and I hit it the second <laughs> round. And it's way off to the left. <laughs> I would top it. I don't know. It's such a mental. It is. It is so mental. <laughs> Bobby Jones called it, right? He yep. said golf's played on a six-inch course, space between your ears. Yep. He must have had a small head, though, because I got like. Oh, I mine's think I'm huge. Like you know mine's huge. I got to be like eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> I got hit by a. I don't think I told you this, but at the next last pro-am at Wandermere, I'm uh, playing with my team. There's four of us. And so we got me and Joey in my cart. He just ordered a a drink. We had three holes to go. We're on number seven at Wandermere. And I was in the middle of fairway, par five. And I just took my little warm-up thing and, Bringing her back from a second shot, little fair. I'm just hitting a rescue club, laying up to about 90 yards. What I'm thinking, and I see in the corner of my eye a bumper coming into my knee, and it just for a split second, uh, it's like my mind just took a picture of it, and then it knocked me out. Uh, what it was was my our partners were looking at uh, some houses up on the bluff at Wandermere on number seven, beautiful homes. And I stopped and looked at them for a second myself. But these guys are rolling down a fairway about 14 miles an hour 
never saw me, ran right into me. And fortunately, my cart was parked maybe a couple of feet in front of me. So hit me first and uh, knocked me out. And uh, I'm laying on the ground. I was only out for about 10 seconds. No big deal. I've been hit harder. Oh, But uh, so I'm laying there and they say, and I'm hearing them saying, Billy Bob, Billy Bob, you all right? I went, wow, better check that cart for damage. Because <laughs> hit that big head of mine. <laughs> Knocked me out, but it did kind of mess up my knee a little bit. So, Oh, and you were out cold, though. Oh. Ten seconds max. Ten seconds, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and we had to finish the next. We were probably, we win most. We, we, we come into money on every team pro-am, and we were probably leading that pro-am with three shots to go. It had to be the funniest thing in the world because the guys behind us, they weren't laughing at the time. They thought I was uh, hurt pretty yeah. good. But it wiped out our whole team. Joey got knocked out of my cart. Taylor fell out of our cart, hurt his neck. Oh. And then uh, Ryan hits the steering wheel. Oh. We, could, we could barely finish the oh last three. God. We were all three, all four of us limping around trying to finish oh. Oh, man. the Winemere's Pro-Am. This is a Pro-Am, yeah. This yeah. isn't like you can just walk off. You <laughs> no, got to finish. Yeah. We went ahead and Oh, finished. my God. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, well, it was. But it's, it's good funny thing. now, right? Yeah, funny, funny now. now. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> we can laugh about it now, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many hole-in-ones have you had? You you're one of those guys. Oh had a, yeah. You had well, I didn't have that many till let's see. Last year I had two on fourteen, and one on number eight. So I had three last year. <laughs> number eight's two hundred was two hundred five yards. Yeah, that one's brutal. I remember that. I was with Paul it, when yeah they had the COVID you texted cup in there and uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> So I've only had I've had five. Okay, you went from two to five. In I one went year. from two to I had <laughs> I had one on number eight at Manitou, and number twelve at Avondale. Then two on fourteen and one on eight last. That was oh eight at Manitou. That's a good one. That's a tough shot. It was one hundred seventy nine yards. Isn't that water left? Like short left water? Mm, no. I'm trying to picture it. That's not it. Okay. No, no water. I'm played there. It's an uphill par five, so you can actually see it. You you can see the whole. It was actually a nice shot. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, fourteen at Avondale, you can't see them, and then you really couldn't tell on number eight because I can't see that far. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it, it was. We got up there. It was laying on the little foam right in the cup. Yeah. What was the yardage that day? You said that already. It was two hundred five. Two hundred five. Yeah, I had hybrid on there. That's a that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. That's one you want. That's one when there's tournament tire, there's a car on that hole because it's like there's not many hole-in-ones on no. the 200-yard par three. No, and then the way you know, we played in that, uh, the member guest at Hayden, and there was a guy there on number uh, 17. They were giving away a Buick, $50,000 SUV, and – uh, I'm not going to say his name. I'll say his first name, Josh. Uh, but he uh, he sculled it, hit it a low 
right, almost like a shank, went in a hole, and he won a fifty thousand dollar car. Yeah, and then, then the same, not the same guy, another, another dude on number that number four, the par three over the lake. He skulls it, makes four hops across the lake. Jumps onto the bank through the sand trap, <laughs> goes in the Good, hole. Yeah. <laughs> Made about five hundred for a skin. <laughs> I went, wow, that was the, the first eagle I ever had was like that. I, uh, I I par four, slice it into the trees, hit it. To, I was at Indian Canyon over in Spokane, sculled it. And that oh. thing never left the ground. Went through a bunker, jumped out, went oh, in the yeah. hole. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't matter nope. how the ball goes through the hoop. Just nope. how many times, right? They don't draw pictures. <laughs> yeah. They say. Yeah. All ends up on the scorecard. It looks it looks all right there. <laughs> should we make another drink before we... Yeah, we should get... We should definitely what get another they... drink. <laughs> yeah, we probably ought to do that. Yeah. <laughs> how long do these little podcasts go? I think we're good. We could be done. Yeah. This right, is awesome. I, I've been l- genuinely looking forward to this for quite a while. I've been thinking about it. Uh, I was in a wedding not too long ago that you officiated. That oh. was amazing. I mean, it was great. Yeah, uh, everybody called me a, <laughs> the officiant, so I wrote officiant. <laughs> yeah. And I'm an ordained minister. Ordained, so, yeah. yeah, they called me and said, hey, you want us to change this? On, yeah, change it to ordained minister. But yeah, I hope I did good. I mean, these you guys are my best young friends. <laughs> Love you. Love the both of you. You yeah, Paul, so. yeah, be the best. I was so excited to do this, and yep. I, I called yep. you last week, yep. put you on the spot. I said, "Come on, do this with That's me." No you spot. were like, "Oh, hey, I'm in." That's you no didn't spot. even really think about it. You were like, "I'll do I it." I got a lot of other <laughs> golf stories, but a lot of them you probably couldn't put on this podcast. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, this is a clean. This is the PG it one. Pretty, yeah, maybe we'll do another podcast that's like R rated. R rated. <laughs> we can do that. It's not a bad idea. There is a box you have to click when you're posting these things oh. that says explicit material or something. Oh, yeah. And I never click it, no. but maybe someday I will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you let me know. Well, that's good. Let's get a drink. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Billy Bob. I really appreciate it. Guys, thanks a lot for uh, listening to the podcast. Um, it's great. I'm just joking. There's more than nine or ten of you listening. We're, we're starting to get up there and a uh, number of listeners Got, uh, still doing social media stuff, still doing Instagram, Facebook. Go check it out. Uh, it's on it's Golf Shots. And then I've got some cards made up, too, and there's QR codes on the back of them, so you can just scan it with your photo thing, and then it goes straight to some links that will send you directly to either the website or Facebook or Instagram or Spotify. Is really um, Apple Podcasts, too, is where we're at. So thanks again, everybody. Uh, keep the comments coming. Let me know um, if there's any thoughts that you have, anything I need to be doing that's better because we're having fun. Uh, episode 10, done. Uh, we're, uh, we're only two episodes away from making it a year. That was my goal in the beginning, and uh, I want to keep going. So this is fun. So thanks, everybody, and keep playing. Keep uh, making birdies. Keep playing golf. Keep having fun. Take care. Bye.